Welcome to This Is The Way, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Welcome to This Is The Way podcast. It's Star Wars Legion podcast. I'm Brent. And I'm Jason. And we're here today to talk about units that you shouldn't be afraid to take because others think that they're not competitive. Your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I see a lot of people just not taking stuff because they listen to other things. They're not competitive. And I think you really need to look at your met, uh, meta and uh, uh, just try to find what works for you. But there's a, there's just a lot of different uh, models out there that are really fun to play. They're interesting. They're good if played differently than what most people are playing them. Um, I play with... Uh, Republic most of the time. I've experimented with some of those. And I guess we're going to start with Republic, I think. Yeah, I think might as well start with that since you've already started talking about it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Anakin Skywalker. So uh, Anakin, I think he, it takes a very particular build to play Anakin. So a lot of people want to play Anakin. Uh, they say he's not good enough. His cards aren't good enough. Uh, what What they see in him is not winning the game. I think he just needs to be played differently than what uh, most people are playing in with. So, uh, but with that being said, there's no wrong way to play any character. If you're having fun playing a character, play it that way. Don't play it the way I'm saying to play it. I'm just just saying that I have found a particular setup that really works. It works against almost everything that's out there uh, that I've tested it against. And I've played probably I don't know 20 games with Anakin. You've played quite a few. Yeah, and he's one of my favorite characters to play. So with that with that being said, I'm going to jump into what I think. And there is another podcast that actually mentioned something about this, and I gave them kudos for it just the other day. Uh, they are, did a really good job. So, Well, let's, let's talk about Anakin's card first, just his base card, right? So he's got jump one. Pretty Amazing. good. Amazing. Yeah, pretty good. Uh uh, his mastery automatically gives a damage if you uh, block. It's not rolling a dice, seeing if you get a surge. Rolling a surge is so hard to do. Uh, it's not it's not consistent on any of the deflect characters. This is one consistent damage. As long as you use a dodge to block, gives a damage. So that's really good. The flaw card, uh, people just. Uh, they don't like it. Uh, at, at weird times, they can get it played against them, but I, I found that I can play around it. So I know he has his flaw card. I'm not too worried about it. It doesn't bother me any. If you're getting in situations where it's always going to kill you, you probably just need to time your, your moves out a little bit better. Immune to Purist, pretty normal for a, a Jedi of any type. Tempted. It's really neat. Uh, I just have not figured out how to really put upgrades on him with his only two four slots. So yeah, right. He's got two four slots. He has two training slots. So what in your loadout playing Anakin? How do you typically load him out? What do you stick in those two four slots with him? Well, I'm just gonna go back. He has five red dice that he rolls. Right. It's not okay. great, but it's impact three, pierce three, which is amazing. So he rolls red dice on defense. He's got six health, three, three courage, and you're gonna need that courage. Uh, but what I play with him, and I, I think I always play with him this way, is I always put endurance on him. That gives me a little bit more flexibility to get to that area where he's not going to get that flaw detrimentally handed to him on the first couple turns while you're setting everything up and doing everything. Uh, the force powers that I always play with him is saber throw. And I just don't see a way not to play force push if you're playing a Jedi character. Okay, so you have Saber Throw, Force Push, Endurance, and then do you have anything in that last training slot? Uh, I usually put the offensive-defensive push in there, or stance right. uh, in there. And you could pretty much put anything in there. I found that the offensive-defensive stance is really good because of his command cards. So it really works out well with him. It's not as great on other Jedi I would never want to put it on Maul, for example. I've tried it on Maul. It just doesn't work on Maul. There's other things that I can put on Maul. Uh, but with Anakin, it works out really good because of his 3-pip. So we'll go through his 3-pip really good right now. Permanent. So when you play this, he's going to get these permanent abilities. 
Uh, that's kind of Anakin's thing. It activates two units. It uh, puts a token on Anakin. Uh, exemplar and reliable too. At the end of your activation, if he's not in range one to two or friendly unit, he gains one, one suppression. This card is the card I think you always have to take. He's given two surge tokens that he gets to share with people at range two. Gives him exemplar so he can share the rest of his tokens with anybody at range two. And clones love to share tokens. So this card is, I think, a must to take. It is a must to play on turn one. Do not hesitate to play this on turn one. You want to get those two surge tokens into circulation. You want to get all his other stuff going because he's a Jedi. He's probably not going to be attacking on the first turn. He's probably not going to be doing a lot of stuff. So you, you really want to ingrain turn one support. He's a support unit for turn one. And he's an excellent support unit. You start building the foundation for him early yeah. on in the game, right? I just I build that foundation. Uh, so then I go into just playing him. I'm just going to wait, wait it out. I like to activate him first when I, when, when I play him. So a lot of people don't like to activate him first. He's a Jedi. What if something comes in? You should know if anything's going to get to you on turn one. You should, you should absolutely know by now if anything's going to get to you on turn one. If nothing's going to get to you, playing him first, hide him around a building to share the tokens, get two dodges, share them with your clones. Or if you think your clones are going to have a super offensive push on this round, take the two aims instead. So I think it would make sense, I think, to discuss some of the units that you would take with him in a typical loadout. That way it kind of gives people a background of how and why you play Anakin the way you do. Uh, I, I don't think Anakin works without the clone commander. So I'm taking the second okay. commander, the the new expansion pack that came out. Uh, you take you just take that clone commander with them. And the reason I take it is I want to fire support with Anakin. I don't actually want Anakin to get into melee with his five dice. If he gets into a melee situation with Wookiees, the Wookiees are going to win. He's got five dice. It's going to take him too long to tear apart the Wookiees. He can force push them off and go do some other stuff. But the Wookiees are going to just be right back on. So, so, so I think that's key, right? Your, your key use of him is strictly pretty much a fire support piece. Yep. He's a fire support piece and a support piece for the rest of the army that I'm going to build him around. So I build my army around Anakin to do specific things, and that specific thing is to support the clone troopers so that the clone troopers can get the work done for me. So, so you'll take the clone commander, and then you'll load it out with... I need the clone commander so that even when I'm taking Anakin's one and two pip, mm -hmm. I can get that order out to a different different unit. So that clone commander really comes in handy with doing that, and then I can fire support. Uh, sometimes I'll take the dodges on Anakin. Uh, sometimes I'll take the aims on Anakin. It just depends on the situation that you're in. At the beginning of the game, I'm always, always taking dodges because if somebody gets a quick pop shot off on a clone it just feels so bad that you just lost 20 points it's not like losing two or three droids for five points it's it hurts yeah <laughs> you lose one clone so phase twos phase ones a uh, mix of phase twos phase ones i personally like to put uh, uh fives on a phase one team fives gives that phase one team courage two which courage two is amazing keeps keeps me doing double actions but it gives it that lower point cost because I'm really using fives as a fire support generating machine where the clone commander issues him an order, he issues another clone trooper unit an order. I'm really just, that's what he's there for. I'm holding fives back a little bit. Even though he's got that amazing three black dice pool, what he's doing for the rest of the team is great. Then I'm going to build phase ones and phase twos depending on what else I'm taking in the, the unit, all with the Z6 or the Z three the six white dice yeah, heavy heavy weapon um I, and i'm going to build those units for it so that i can fire support with anakin and uh, brent's ran up against it yeah you run a couple arcs too right arc teams a lot of times i'll take a couple arc strike teams just to round out the list for some cheaper points uh but not always it just depends on what i think the meta is going to be this week or that week it changes but i i want that oomph. If I see Wookiees coming at me, if I see Wookiees coming at me, I, I don't even think twice about it. I'm moving 
Anakin back. I'm moving a team out in front that doesn't have token face up. Maybe they'll intercept. I'm trying to move my units back usually, but I'm going to try to do that three red dice saber throw into a 10 dice added pool from the clones. Right. It's pretty devastating. Because you can't you can't chew through what, 12 health? 12 health, yep. Well, five dice. Unless you're Ike, then they're only like eight health. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you forget that they're three health apiece, yeah. It happens around here. It does. I forget stuff, too. Yeah. But, no, I think Anakin with Saber Throw is the way to go. Uh, I do get him engaged late in the game, but for the beginning part of the game, I'm Saber Throwing. You get, I don't know, Staff Riders coming in on you, flying in fast. Boom, they're dead. Impact 3, Pierce 3. Impact doesn't really matter for staffs, but that Pierce 3. Ooh. It's brutal. Yeah, 13 dice. You get a couple of aims in there. Or if you get his other cards out there, that is surged crit card, which is his 2-pip, it, it's great. And then when you get outmaneuver and relentless, I, I think you have to take all his cards. People say you don't. Uh, I have found that if you take all his cards and get him powered up in the first few rounds, uh, it works out great. But I sometimes play the one pip first. Depends on what's going on. Like if I think I need to protect Anakin a little bit more, I'm going to play that one pip for outmaneuver to deflect that damage back. If I don't, if I think I need to move and get that relentless strike off, yeah, the one pip's coming out. But if I don't think I need to move and I can just use an action to attack, that two pip's going to come out first. And, and it's great. It just, it works so amazingly well like I don't mind that I'm waiting to draw Anakin I don't mind if he's got a action a lot of times I'll even put uh, the instead of getting the two token offensive defensive stance I put the what is that called call it seize the initiative one more turn of Anakin getting the token so yep. four four turns guaranteed I'm almost always putting the token on Anakin I, I try to get it out to the clone troopers as much as I can, but I've got that clone commander. I'm hiding that clone commander. He's he's my boy. He's going to put out some order tokens. He's going to give it to Fives. Fives going to put out another. I don't mind Fives getting shot at because he's got enough health. He's got the red dice. He's going to survive for a while. Sure, yeah. But that clone commander, four health, he's, he's a piece of Swiss cheese out there, so I hide him behind a building or line of sight. So a little tip, if you're playing against this list, try to kill that clone commander because he's very key to making sure that this fire support uh, disaster for opponents <laughs> can happen. So, But I think you have to play Anakin in a particular way to make him good. If you're going to put on the other Jedi loadouts out there, he's just he, it, it doesn't make the mustard. You could technically put Force Choke in for Force Push. I've done that a few times. Every time I do it, walk away at the end of the day crying that I didn't have force push because force push is going to I think force in. push is if you're going to play a Jedi you got to have that so makes that, sense the next unit I'd probably talk about that's getting a little bit of oomph with the invader league is the bark speeders I think not every tournament you're going to want to bring them to uh, you're going to want to build a bid list around them you're going to want you're going to want the bark speeder to kind of be the focus of your list if you're going to do it it's a great fire support engine. Its speed is amazing. I have found, though, that anything short of a naked bark just seems like a waste of points. So so you run these naked, nothing on them? I've ran them a couple times with stuff on them, and I just, that speed two, it sends me home crying again. I just Oh, they're speed three, right? They're speed three, but if you put that sidecar weapon on, oh, they turn right. to speed two. And right. Speed two is just not fast enough. No, it's not. I want my speeders going speed three. That's where they excel at. Yep. It rolls red dice. It's a lot beefier than people think Think or give it credit. This thing's rolling four dice because it's got arsenal two. It's got a black on one weapon, a red, black, white on the other weapon. Surges to hit. It's a great vehicle to call in fire support. It can get up close, and if your other unit has the range, you can fire support. Just because it's on the other side of the board doesn't mean you can't fire support with that unit that's at range three on the other side of the board of that that target so it's a great fire support it gives the six white dice you're, you're rolling with those heavy weapons on the the clone troopers again that chance to surge to hit and it's just amazing i would take it 
but I would also I'm building a bit around it. I want bombing run. I want some of the sure. cards that go around around it. It's not. It's going to be my centerpiece. It's if you leave it out in the open, it can get killed fairly easy. Even though it's got that red dice, it's beefier than I think the staffs are. I played. I've been playing the droids for our league right now, and. The, you the miss your republic. Oh, I miss my republic so bad. <laughs> These droids. The I'm, cheater faction. I know. You can't have the cheater shenanigans with the droids. I just I play with these droids and they're they're good. Every unit in the droids is good. I just mm, I just miss my republic. So uh, the last faction I'll talk about, or the last thing in this faction I'll talk about is the ATRT. Uh, for what is it? I don't even remember. 65 points. It's got a Scout 1. If you're going to use it, I'm going to look for terrain that I can climb and get on top of. I'm going to fire support with it. It's got armor. It rolls white dice. It doesn't share tokens. However, it can be pretty good if you take one, two, maybe three. Uh, I tried to take one or two. I got to put a weapon on it. It's just not as good naked as the Rebel one. The Rebel one surges to crit. This one only surges to hit. Yeah, I mean, you throw the laser on it, though, right? And it's two to range 2 to 4, which is good. I wouldn't throw the laser on it. Really? Impact 3? You wouldn't put that on there? No. Especially with, like, speeders and well, armor speed- rolling around here with the droids. Well, the speeders don't have any armor. and yeah, I'm talking the Rebel speeders do. The Rebel speeders do? Yeah, that's armor, keyword. Oh, the new one coming out? No, the air speeders. Oh, yeah. No, not worried about it. You know what I'm going to beat armor with? If I'm playing clones? 13 dice. dice. 13 dice. Well, in this case, it's going to be, what, 5 plus 10? 15 dice with, I mean, imp- it doesn't have impact or anything, but 15 dice. you got a pretty good chance to roll some crits in you there. you got a really high percentage to roll two crits with 15 dice. So higher than most people think. You get those two crits in, who cares? But I'd probably just ignore the armor anyway and kill everything else that's with it. So whatever that speeder's carrying, probably R2-D2 or Luke, it's dead. Oh, you're talking about the land speeder? Yeah, the land speeder for Rebels, yeah. So, uh, but you, if you got enough dice, you can beat anything that's armor. Just roll enough dice. Statistically, you'll get there. So, With that being said, ATRT, my least favorite of the the played things and they don't it's, they don't share the, the tokens and they don't move very fast but they do climb they have a scout one so they're going to get up in there first uh, they're going to give you some light cover or heavy cover on ground vehicles I can't remember exactly so if you follow a s- set of clones up behind these things they get that cover from being behind it mm-hmm. and they can fire support with it very easily people underestimate the fire support when you're talking about clones a lot of times i know you're losing that activation and everybody always talks about activation counts but i've been running some seven activation eight activation lists with pretty heavy success yeah i i mean i've i've been playing rebels and i've been running nine activation rebel lists against 12 activation lists and i've had no problem balancing the uh activation count between the two so especially with chess clocks starting to come into play here and there. Yeah, it'll be a whole nother topic for a... Oh, a whole nother topic, but yeah. These less activations might actually get you there a whole lot faster. Yeah. So, let's talk about Rebels. I think there's... I, I, on my list, I put like four units that uh, I don't think people think are heavily com- competitive. The first one I wanted to talk about was actually Han Solo, and I think Han Solo is going to start seeing a lot of table play especially with Lando releasing. So Han paired with Lando, Lando and Chewie's, I think, a really solid list. And I have a list that I want to play where they're both flying around in land speeders. You get uh, both of them in. Han at range two, gunslinger, two red dice, pierce two. Uh, I think it can do some, some really good work on some people. But So Han Solo, he's 100 points. He's got low profile. When defending a, um, if you have light cover, improve your cover by one. He's got gunslinger, so after you perform a ranged attack action, you may perform an additional attack against a different unit. Sharpshooter one is always good because you lower the defender's cover by one. 
and Uncanny Luck 3. Uh, I played a league game, actually, and I could not believe how many saves Han made. I had two units of Wookiees actually in melee range of Han, and that Han would not die. Like, he would not die. Han killed Wookiees in melee with those three white dice. It was disgusting. But it was actually kind of cool because it kind of opened my eyes to more of what, what Han can can do than just, uh, I think, the way people saw him before. So I'm kind of excited to put Han in some lists and try him out with, with Lando and and Chewie. Um, what do you think about Han? I really like Han. Uh, his command cards are, I think, what makes Han the He's stronger. very strong, yeah. But when you could predict what was coming, not as strong, but you pair him now with Lando in that contingencies. Contingencies, yeah. Makes him super strong, so you don't know if the Lando cards are coming. You don't know if the Han cards are coming. It gives you that element of surprise. Not a big fan of the Trixty land speeder uh, flying around thing. He's only rolling two dice, Pierce two, sharpshooter one, so they could still have cover. He does surge crit. He he's a good character. Uh, I think he's not used right now because you can predict his command cards. Yeah, that all changed with Lando. I, that that's why he's on my list of seeing table play. Yeah. Honestly, I think I think paired with Lando, he's going to be. Pretty pretty brutal, actually. There's it's, like, it's like having cards up your sleeve with these two. Uh, it's almost like they're gamblers. Yeah, almost like they're gamblers. So, uh, so that's my first first unit for Rebels would be Han Solo. I think, again, paired with Lando and the contingencies, he's going to be very difficult to deal with. All right. Uh, second on the list I had was actually Pathfinders with Biston. I think people are starting to play this quite a bit. I've been tempted to take out one of my Wookiee units to, to substitute this in. I, I like the idea of rolling, what is it, 12 dice? Yeah. I think that's what their attack pool is. It's like 12 dice. It's crazy here. I'll pull it up here. But you take the Pathfinders with Biston, take offensive push, probably have duck and cover on there. I think you can take that with them. Maybe you can't. Nine dice. Well, well no, it, at range three, it's so it's, oh, it's two white plus yeah. five. It's thirteen dice. Thirteen dice. So it's a pretty solid surge to hit. He's the leader. You have infiltrate, danger sense three on the pathfinders, with dauntless. You know, it's a it's a pretty good combination. He does have impact and ion. The one thing I don't like about it is, you, you only get to use him and then you have to recover. Um, I think this the Pathfinders would do well with Cassian, where you have some of his command cards allow you to recover. So in that situation, I think they play better. But I think I think we're gonna see more play with Rebel Pathfinders and Biston than than before. I mean, I I don't think I've I've, I've played against them. I think once, once or twice. I think Ike brought them in a couple lists. I think it's a great utility to have. I'm not seeing a it's lot situational. of situational. It's situational, and that's why they're not considering it competitive, but I think he's a lot of fun. And the consistency that armor's coming to the table is is increasing. So you're gonna see that more and more at tournaments. I think just having a one of off unit of Rebel Pathfinders with some Vista to deal with that armor uh, is gonna make a huge difference in whether you're gonna be able to win or lose. But you're gonna have to learn how to play them. They got infiltrate and everything else that you're just gonna have to. It, I think it's kind of a higher skill level character. Yeah, I mean they they do have the ability to ion as well. So, oh, he's gonna get that damage through with four black surge to hit. And yeah, impact was it one? Yep. So, take a look for Rebel Pathfinders with Biston. I think that'll be something that might be exciting to play. Now, Jason is not a fan. Of the X-34 land speeder. Not a fan. I can tell you this. I've I've played them. I've played two in a list. I had a nine activation list, and I played two of them on the table, and they do some surprising work. It's uh, amazing to see two of these things and what they can accomplish 
I, I once I had. Now it's going to change, I think, when you see some of the new ships hit the table in the coming year. But right now, they're a great way to transport a Luke Skywalker. They're a great way to transport, I think, Han. He's he needs to get to range two. That's his. He's good at range two, so he has to have a way to get there effectively without getting blown up in the way on the way there. So this is a way to give him cover two, move him across the board quickly, and try and deliver it. Uh, I've also ran a land speeder with R2D2 in it, and with R2's repair two, capacity two, you can literally just drive that thing around and just shoot for days blowing stuff up with all the heavy weapons. It's got Arsenal 3, cover 1, surges on offense and defense. Um, so it's it's a it's a great utility piece, I think. And it's not horribly expensive when you load it out. I don't put everything on it. Typically, I'll only put uh, the rocket gunner on there for a weapon. And um, I don't usually put the A300 rifle gunner on there. I try to get an HQ uplink on there. And then also the Mark II medium blaster. Or if you're going against droids, that M45 ion blaster is brutal. It will it will just totally do some havoc on a on a droid army. Yeah, I just played against it with uh, the droids in the league. Uh, they had the rocket gunner, the Mark II medium blaster wedge on it. It comes to 118 points. I'm looking at it right now. Absolutely terrifying. I was ioned a lot. Lost a lot of actions. He could have won the game if you would have thought about how to do secret mission with R2. Right. Uh, That's how I used yeah, it before with yeah. R2. You got to kind of plan your R2. I think where it falls short is it's speed 2. I wish it was speed 3. Maybe with some of these new pilots coming out, there would be something that will. So there is one pilot that, that allows you to take your speed. Um, you can increase or decrease it by 1. But it again, it's it's a. I think it's called Ryder Azadi. Yeah, but you gotta tap it. You have to tap it. So that's the again, that's a drawback. But if you're doing, if you're doing a compulsory move as your move in your speed three, that's that's a pretty good move. If you're gonna just do a compulsory move and shoot, especially if you have, uh, the one gun that's range four, the other one's range three, on the as the main weapon for the. So I like these. Um, it's I dice pool scary. It has a very good dice pool. I for, think you'll. I think. Points. Yeah, it's like. I know for 120 points you can have this thing loaded out pretty well. Okay. So, it's a, it's a cool, utility piece I think for the rebels to utilize. Now, I wouldn't just throw them in every list. I would make sure that, I I would either have like R2 in one. The one I played, I had R2 in one, and I had Operative Luke in the other one, and. R2 went off and did a secret mission. Operative Luke drove into the middle of the board and hopped out, basically, is how it worked. So uh, it's a good way to deliver your pieces, I think. It's an excellent piece, but you're going to build it around it. It's kind of like when I'm talking about Anakin, you're taking some certain pieces with these things. You're not able to have the flexibility just to throw it in any list that you want. These are, oh, I think, they absolutely can be not. very competitive as long as you put it in the right list. Right. A lot of times I see people saying, hey, they're not competitive at all, but then they put it with a bunch of other stuff that's normally competitive. Well, it's not competitive with that stuff. Right. It just doesn't work. Just like Anakin, without the clone commander, he was mediocre at best. With that clone commander, I think, he, and saber throw, he becomes an all-star, like 100%. Yeah, I think, I think you tailor the list, right? And you also try to get a bid. Now, I've seen in Vader League some of these point bids are, in my opinion, ridiculous. I wouldn't give up 20 or 30 points, I don't think, to, to get the bid. I, it's just, I think it's too much. Me, personally, uh, I try to build a list, even if it's a list that has two of the land speeders in it, I'm going to try and build it to where it can handle pretty much anything on the table and then load it out. I'll try to get a 10-point you know, 10, 10 bid, pretty reasonable, but I'm not, when I, I'm not going to shoot for like a 20 or 30-point bid in any of my lists, I don't think. Well, some of these lists, I think, need that 20-point bid because if they don't get their cards, their list is doomed. Is 100% doomed. Yeah. I get it, but maybe that's just the objective, objective cards aren't balanced enough. 
Or maybe we need a new system of picking the cards for each tournament or league or something like that. Yeah. But that's a whole different topic. It is. That's something that we talked about possibly doing on... Uh, yeah, but nobody abuses around here. True. Yeah. 20-point <laughs> bid. You, If you got a 20-point bid around here, you've just won the bid by 17 points. Well, no, I, that's not... Now, a I'm, lot of times? Well, that's true. I I usually see... I thought I had to bid at... What do I have? 794. I had a six-point bid. So this is how our meta works. I had a six-point bid and thought I had the bid. And... Uh, the I lost the bid to seven ninety three, right? So he, he he had a seven point bid. So I see a lot of seven ninety sevens win the bid around here. Oh yeah, uh, well that one time there was a game. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> he didn't even get his cards. I was like, I didn't win the bid. He's yeah, like seven ninety nine. You won the bid. What? <laughs> well, let me get my cards. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it's it has to do with your meta and and what's going on. But hey, Innovator League wouldn't work, I guess. Mm, well, no. Huh. So ATRTs for the Rebels, that's the, the last uh, unit I wanted to talk about. Jason had mentioned it. It's got armor, which is great. It's a climbing vehicle. It's got expert climber. Does not have Scout 1. I will point that out. It is 10 points cheaper than a... It, I think it's actually more than that, isn't no, it? No, it's only 10. Yeah, it is only 10. But uh, it doesn't surge on defense like the... Does not surge on defense. Surges to crit, which is good. Its base weapon is a little bit worse. Two white dice versus black and two white. Right. So the question is, do you take the range one to three ATRT rotary blaster? It's five black dice. Or do you take the two to four three dice? It's two black, one red ATRT laser cannon. It's, It's 10 points cheaper. It's got impact three. If I'm building a list around the ATRT, it just doesn't have the oomph that I think the rebels need. But I'm gonna take it to go up against armor. So maybe maybe two of them, and I think they're very very competitive. You take one or two, put that laser on it. If you come up against armor, how are you gonna? What else is 65 points that deals with armor? No, there's nothing. Impact three, nothing. It's a mobile cover machine for your troops. Rebels need cover to move around. Yep. It's perfect for doing that. Uh, people, I see a lot of people not using their vehicles. Agreed. To progress their army forward, using them as a cover shield. A lot of people are talking about this new airspeeder that the Rebels are getting, which blocks line of sight, the mobile bus of the 18 van or whatever you want to call it, or Winnebago of death. The That, that thing's going to provide a lot of cover, but why not use an ATRT to to provide your cover while you're walking up the the field. If you're doing that, you're building the list, maybe two of them for 65 points, you've got something that can deal with armor. Yeah, you got two units for 130 points that have armor. That's like one clone trooper unit. That's true. Roll about as many dice as a clone trooper unit. Don't get me started on clones. I will rage on this podcast. (laughs) I will, I cannot stand that faction. Anyway, I'll sell them to you for free. No, I will take them and set them on fire in the parking lot. They're the best units. I don't like them. No, they're they're great. Anywho. Because nobody else was playing clones. A buddy of mine put them all together and goes, hey, why don't you play Legion with us? I will let you have my clones. And I started playing with the clones, and I fell in love with the game and obviously the clones. Yeah, well, you're... You're sick and twisted. What can I say? I am sick and twisted. But anyway, with that, that rounds out the... I I think another one, actually, I just want to bring it up real quick, is actually R2. I don't think... R, R2's actually kind of a interesting little dude. Oh, yeah, but he's always been competitive. For 45 points, that guy's... A, but how often do you see him ran, though? He's a magical trash can. I... It's just because our rebel players don't understand. I run him all the time when I'm running. He's so public. good. He's he's so great. good. He's the magical trash can of points. You want to win a game on scenario? Take R two. You're you. No matter what, just taking him, your opponent has to deal with him. Like, and so you're allocating at least one, maybe two activations to try and go kill him. How many how many podcasts do we talk about or talk about R two? 
and they have a unit of fleet troopers so that they can scope R2 or another like a B2 unit so they can scope R2 all these people are taking something to meta against R2 I, I think R2's always been competitive no worries about him not being competitive I think you're saying it because our meta doesn't run him except for the one guy and he always puts him out in the middle of the board and he dies horrible death well, he's not meant to go out in the middle of the board. Why and that's not me, by the way. I want to clarify that right now. Yeah, because he doesn't even take R2 for some reason. I do, too. When was the last time you took R2? Uh, two league games ago, I had R2. Yeah, see, that's a full two games ago. Uh, okay. <laughs> if you give me R2 and the droids, oh, I'm taking R2 every How, time. Okay. How often do you take him in the Republic? Probably every other time. So, like, two games ago. Well, a long time ago because I haven't played the Republic. Oh, Okay. Everybody in my pod was playing Republic, and I didn't think it would be fair if I played Republic against the two or three Rebel Empire players and everybody else was Republic, so I, I changed it up and played the droids. My son is enjoying it. It's his droids. He loves that I'm playing his droids. I think I'm 4-1. and one. Yeah, you're made, doing well. Made some weird moves. Always forgot that you can't move through engaged troopers with uh, vehicles. Bad, bad moves on my part. Yeah, that's not a thing. Or Maul's not invincible in the middle of the board for some reason. I don't know. He melts quickly. He does. All right, let's go over to Separatists. Separatists. And I, I mean, Separatists are so well balanced right now. I was going to say, what's not competitive, what's not competitive in their stuff? I'm going to say that a lot of people aren't playing Cad Bane, and he is very competitive. I think I've taken him in the last three league games, and... He's won the game. He's like for MVP. Me. Yeah, he's MVP. So it the first time I played him, played him terrible. Played a fun game against Brent. That turned into a not so fun game for me. <laughs> no, it was a fun game. Oh, was it a fun game? Operative Luke's three pip shut down Cad Bane. Oh, I forgot about that stupid three pip. You're still <laughs> talking about that three pip. And Grievous. At oh. range one. You can't attack. Yeah. And I will kill you now. Well, I should have just kept shooting it. Luke, I thought I'd have an extra turn to do this amazing, st stupid theatrical stunt against him, so I stopped shooting at him, and then he comes back to win the game with Luke because you didn't finish him off. Lesson to learn. If you can finish off Operative Luke, you finish him off and then move on to something else. Yeah, do, kill him. Do not go for the thematic super win against Luke to try to, like, pour salt on him. But just don't do it. Yeah, that was one of the few games I was not salty. You're usually you haven't played me. You're not in the same pod though, so. Nah, we'll meet. I think we'll meet again. We'll we'll definitely meet again. So let's talk some Cad Bane. Uh, Cad Bane. So I I found this loadout. I was talking to some guy online. I heard it on a different podcast. I can't remember the guy I was talking about. I would love to give him credit. He was just talking it up. I was talking to him on Discord. I was having a few cervezas. It was like midnight. It was great. Uh, my mistakes were made, uh, but I was looking for something different to do. I wasn't. I'm not having the most fun playing my droids. They're just seems very standard. Everything I do, just kind of. You, you don't cheat. I, you have to take activations. You you, I, you can't share tokens. You know what? Yeah, no. So I take out Cad Bane. So let's just go over his card real quick to do it. He's got jump one, which is amazing, especially since he's not a Jedi. Uh, he's got the bounty keyword, so he can get that extra point. He really closes up games, and that's how I've been winning with him with that bounty keyword because he's sneaky. Danger Sense 2, so you're not having to remove the suppression and add the white dice. Adding the white dice keeps him alive. If you get into a bad situation where you lose track of your movement, which happens, I'm getting much better at it where the Danger Sense doesn't really come into play. But when I was first playing him, it really did come into play. Sharpshooter 1, just lowering that cover by 1. Uh, here's the word that saves the day all day long is steady. Steady is so amazing. He gets to move, then shoot uh, all in one action. Uh, his gun, 1 to 2. Uh, a lot of people have a hard time because it's range 1 to 2. 4 dice pierce 1, but they're black. And they surge to hit. Uh, he surges his Surges on defense, but he's rolling white dice, so it doesn't really matter unless you're rolling those extra two two dice for danger sense. But he's got these amazing slots on the side that you can add all this cool stuff to him. Make him 153 points. And this is what I'm going to go over. Offensive push, HQ uplinks, 
extension cables and electro gauntlets. I could go either way on the electro gauntlets, could go, but then you get in that one-off situation almost every other game where you're like, glad I brought the electro gauntlets. What do those do again? Uh, electro gauntlets. Uh, you can perform moves while engaged with a unit that has one or more immobilized tokens on them even while this card is exhausted. So even if this card didn't do anything for it, for you and you used his command cards to put immobilization tokens on somebody, you can uh, perform moves while engaged. This is amazing. You can move away and shoot somebody. It works out wonderfully. But it does have immobilized three, and it's suppressive. If you guys were on the Legion Facebook page, you'll see somebody put three immobilized tokens on a bark speeder. State of melee, the... The bark speeder could not shoot a Cad Bane <laughs> or move. Literally could do nothing, really. Uh, so it's kind of awesome. It's a suppressive melee weapon. Four red dice. Uh, it's not consistent, but it's, you know what? It's a fun little weapon to have just in case you miscalculate your moves and some jerk with Wookiees is out there. Don't know who I might be talking about. Don't know about that. Uh, my favorite card to play is Make the Rules Now. Strongest bomb in the game. Let's let's just talk about his... I, I make the moves now. If this card was divulged, place one bane token within range one. Not divulged. Who, who's not going to divulge this card? Let's just skip over the divulge thing. You're going to divulge this card. That's a if start. You, yeah. If you're going to play Cad Bane, I've been playing him for multiple games now. This is your first pick. If you're playing Cad Bane, just pick this card. It does not matter what you do, just pick this card. It does not matter. You're playing you're playing droids. You didn't want to win. Anyway, you wanted to play standing order, so who cares if you played a three pip? Eh, whatever. Anyway, the thing that people have to realize if you're gonna play Cad Bane is you do need to get up to ten or eleven activations. You have to, because you lose an activation on deployment you lose an activation on that deployment is kind of key around the list building but uh but you get to place three of his bane tokens on the battlefield beyond range one of a deployment zone and you do this as soon as you divulge it so if you're the red player and somebody else has got cad bane as the blue player blue player would do it first and then the red player would do it vice versa but it it happens right away so you're going to put those three tokens out and you're going to make them think about stuff. Yes, you are. <laughs> you are going to make them think. They, they're they going to know where you put Cad Bane. Don't even worry about it. I don't care if they know where I put Cad Bane because they would have known about it if I didn't divulge this card. Anyway, and at the beginning of my turn, if I didn't move somebody in with a scout or something to trigger my own Cad Bane token, I am going to reveal him at the beginning of round one regardless because I'm not going to take the chance that I'm not using Cad Bane. So I don't care. They they can know where Cad Bane is. The thing they don't know is, wow, crushing your mic over there. It was the bomb that just went off. Man, that bomb. They got that bomb. This bomb is amazing. Two red dice, two black dice. Blast. So who cares about cover? Impact 2, and it's suppressive. It hits everything, and it loves hitting everything. So it doesn't matter what you're hitting. Um, it doesn't matter what gets placed next to it. It's going to blow up and cause some problems. And if you're devious enough to get somebody tricked about what where it's at and they they move something weird and then they put their land speeder that has R2 on it and it goes off like R2's in the land speeder, you just hit the land speeder with impact 2 and you just no cover for R2? Seems good. Well, it's great. It's but it's suppressive, so it's kind of double-edged sword. It's going to take you turn two turns to get all that suppression off R2, so be careful on that. But uh, it surges to crit. It does so much damage. It's, it's the bomb to end all bombs. It, it's averaging three Wookiees every time I play it against Rebels. It usually gets a clone or two every time I play it. Uh, this bomb is amazing. But you got to learn how to place the bombs and... Have your opponents not used to, I guess, playing against you. And sometimes put them in the, the dumb position because then they're like, oh, well, you put the bomb in the smart position. They go they go and put their throwaway unit over there, and they go, oh, 
there's no bomb there. So do you take like do you take bombing run as one of your uh, or uh, minefield? Sorry, you take minefield as one of your. I almost condi- always take minefield. Condition if cards. I'm playing droids, I'm yep. always taking minefield. Yep. I, so Cad Bane's in droids. I'm always taking minefields as one of my things. I, I win the point bid a lot with droids just because I don't have anything else to spend points on. It's not worth adding this or that. No heavy weapons needed. Not not usually. I mean, the heavy weapon on B1s is amazing. So don't get me wrong. B2s. B2s all the way, heavy weapons. The new B2 lists are great. But so with Cad Bane, you got I make the rules, you divulge it, boom. This guy's a nightmare from the beginning. Uh, and then you've got his other two cards that you're you're just holding on to. You're you're hoping maybe you get shot once or twice, maybe get a couple suppression that you're holding on to, but not like totally blasted away. Uh, my problem is his two pip. You can take it or leave it. A lot of times I don't have the suppression to use it, uh, so you can take his two pip and do it. But I'm your worst nightmare. I have perfected using I am your worst nightmare. I always get the two attacks off except for the one time uh, yeah. against Operative Luke. One time. Yeah. And you got to bring it up every time. It's not always one then. One time. So, but I always get those two attack actions in, uh, and I do it while moving around. So I want to shoot to do it every time, but if I have the if I need those Electro Gauntlets, they're on. They're only 10 points. It's a droid list. Who cares about 10 points? So what I take with Cad Bane is offensive push, HQ uplinks, ascension cables, and electro gauntlets. And let me tell you why I take all this. I want A, Cad, to go when I want Cad to go, period. He's getting an order token every round, whether it's his card or it's HQ uplinks. He's got an order token, period. HQ uplink, A must. Offensive push. I do a lot of move and shoot. So the interesting thing about offensive push, ascension cables, um, is you tap them, right? And then you choose the order in which they resolve, including steady. So let's say I jump up on top of a building. I'm, I'm looking down at somebody. They've lost one cover because I've got sharpshooter one. So at most they've got one cover. I'm shooting four black dice at them. Steady goes off. Offensive push gets tapped and ascension cables get tapped because I'm steady at the back edge of that building. Right, so I jumped up, used my one action, jump triggers, all those three things, they tap. I'm gonna take my offensive push first because I get to choose the order in which I wanna take this. So I take it, I get my aim. Then I trigger steady, roll my four dice. Woohoo, do some damage. Yes, Cad Bane's in the game. And then I use ascension cables to climb right back down that wall that I just jumped up on onto. I am now out of line of sight. They can't get to me. Safest could be my second action. What else can I do? Maybe I'll just recover every time. So then I recover and refresh that HQ uplink, refresh the offensive push, refresh the ascension cables, and I can do that over and over again. They start getting too close, I jump back away. Like, I'm always dodging and moving. Uh, you pair that with bounty, uh, you're, it's amazing. You're If you can't get the bounty off very often, Give it time. He's a high-level player. It, it takes a high-level play to play Kepe. And that's why I don't... You definitely need the repetitions with him. Yeah. And you saw the first time I played him. And then... I, I don't know if you saw the last game. No. Because I played on a weird weird time. Because Ike and I schedule kind of just... Meshed up at a weird time. So we came into the store and played at a weird time. But... He, he took out and got the bounty... The game before that against the Empire, he got the bounty on Aiden. As soon as he got the bounty, the game was over. There was no win in the, the scenario at this point, no matter what they did. Like, he's gotten the bounty so many times that, and I just run away that time. He's so elusive. How are you going to find him again? He's, yeah. He's gone. He's like sneakier than R2, the magical trash can. Trash can. But I think he's underplayed, underused. He has about 153 points if you want to run him. If you do run him, you probably are looking at a 10 activation list minimum, and you need to, to really think out your turns, really think out what you want to do. You probably want to win the the bid, so take 10, 15 points. I don't know. If you're in Vader League, take 75, I guess. But it, it is what it is. You just do this. 
mean, I love watching all these Invader League games. Don't get me wrong. I do watch all these Invader League games. I'm pretty excited about it. We just got so much robust, robust store play in the midst of COVID right now. Um, our state opened up a little bit sooner, but we're following some really strict face mask guidelines and other things. Nobody's gotten sick. Nope. It's nope. been great. No, almost everybody's got their shots now. Got 21 people in league. I've just been able to play two or three games in person. I would rather do that every time than playing on Tabletop Simulator. I think it's a great program, but and there's great people out there playing on it. But I'd rather play in person if I, I can. I, I love. I think that's fair for most yeah, people. Yeah, I, I just like playing in person. So, all right. That that is because I have nothing else to talk about on the Separatists. Really? They're that balanced. Name name a name. Droidicas? Love them. Yeah, but um, you got to build a list around them. They're not thought of as competitive. I I would have figured that would have yeah, been. Yeah, I didn't think about Droidicas. Yeah, if we could talk about Droidicas for a second. Sure. I'm not going to take more than two because of their point cost. Okay. you got to build a list around them. But I'm always using them to march troops up to objectives and using that suppress. Yeah. Uh, it's you. I, I've, I've played against you with them, and you use them as your shield for your B2s to get your B2s up the field. B2s or my B1s or whatever. You use them on B2s when you played me. But. Yeah. Those B2s were taking out entire squads of Wookiees. Did all right. They did all right. They did all right. Yeah, your list was going to be naked rebel troopers in about one more turn. Eh, Thank God know. you had another game to get to, so we just quit that one early. Oh, we are going to have a rematch, sir. We are going to have a rematch. You want a rematch against the Droidicos, or you want to see me with Cad Bane? I don't care. Whatever you want to bring. Yeah. I'm going to play the Republic then. That's fine. That's fine. Rematch. Republic. Bring the salt shaker. I'm going to bring the salt. <laughs> we'll move on to Empire now. So... I think I wanted to start with actually Boba Fett. Oh, God, Bosk Boba Fett. gets taken a lot, and he's 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 competitive. He's definitely competitive, and uh, you know quite a few people use him. I know that he's been used a lot in our league, and he's a, he's a competitive piece. But a lot of times, I think people leave Boba Fett out. I like to. There's a list I have that I run both the bounty hunters in. A have bounty, which is great, as Jason alluded to. You take two bounty hunters in a list. Now you just doubled that, which is great. He's, uh, what is he, 140 points? No, 120. What is he? He's 125. 125. He used to be 140. Yep. He used to be 140, 125. He lacks the, the steady keyword, but he gains speed three with a red dice. Jump two. Jump two, you know, jump one's good enough, but jump two is pretty amazing. Arsenal two, which it's really, up, really just the same. Gunslinger. I'm, I'm going to compare him to Cad Bane right here, yeah. It's Gunslinger, basically. And he has Impervious because he is who he's, he is. He's a Mandalorian. Right. Sure. Mandalorians. <laughs> right. Well, he's not really a Mandalorian, is he? He's a fake Mandalorian. Is he? He has Sharpshooter 2, which is great, so no cover anywhere. He's a, he's a speedy little feller. I like to load him out with Offensive Push, Hunter. Again, you can kind of do the Ascension Cables. You could put that on him if you wanted to. Um, also, Emergency Stims, that's something I've played on him before. Give him a couple extra wounds. But he's he is a very surgical piece to your army. If you're running Bosk and Boba Fett, those are those are two surgical pieces to the army that you got to really take care of and play them well, because if you do make a mistake, uh, it's it usually doesn't end up too well with with Boba Fett. But in the games the games I've ran him in, he's done very well, captured several bounties, he's got me objectives. He's just a real good all around utility piece to surgically scalpel out the opposing team. So your thoughts on Boba? I think Bubba's great. Uh, you're definitely running him in a list. He's very competitive if you build the list around him. Yeah. You can't just add him hodgepodge to any list. He doesn't have the firepower necessarily that you're looking for to go up against clones or uh, droids. But if he's just out there doing his own thing to get his bounty, he's great. 
I mean, who doesn't love a clone in an Empire list? Who doesn't love that? <sighs> He's a clone. So I typically use his, his three pip and his two pip. Obviously, the jetpack, um, rocket. It's a great piece. It's three red, blast, impact two, range three to four. And then obvious, obviously, if you get him in at range one, he's rolling a red with blast and spray. So if you can get him close to a unit and you pop that card, it's... Unit killer. Game yeah, over. it's game over. I, I'm going to I'm gonna point out his number one, now that I play with Cab Bane a lot and use, get some immobilize going, I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't take his one pip. He's going to be... Or, order hungry so you're going to have to plan your list around orders right so the reason i i typically didn't play that was because i'd run two bounty hunters so i would take uh one or two of boss cards as well so oh boss you got to take boss cards he's an animal. you got to pick and choose but i think i think overall boba fett's underutilized i think he's a i think he's better than people give him credit for and i think he can be way more competitive than than what people think, because even fully loaded out, I mean, he's he's less than Cad Bane is. Now he's, I, in my opinion, he's probably not as good as Cad Bane. Uh, yeah, I guess it would it would depend. He, defensively, he's definitely better. He's not as powerful offensively. He's an objective king. He is. Cad Bane's got one objective: is get his bounty. Bubble Fett can get in there, clear an objective, survive it, and get out. I think I think people underestimate his. Ability to control an objective and get out of the situation. Yeah, especially at three speed three jump two. Yeah, that's just amazing. I mean, so, he can he can go anywhere. I do not like offensive pushing in because I don't think I'd ever want to be recovering Bubba. But that's true. I I do like the hunter. Hunter's good on him because he's usually targeting somebody that has a bounty on him that needs a little uh, extra oomph to kill. You get you put that bounty on that magical trash can. It's a it's a goner. Yeah. Those were just four of the cards I've played on him before. Typically, I would probably put Hunter and uh, Emergency Stims on him. Next up on my list is actually Snow Troopers. They're an underutilized, I think, uh, unit, in my opinion. More and more, you're starting to see just basic core units. Uh, a lot of times without a heavy weapon or, in this case, like the, the flamethrower for uh, the Snow Troopers. I think the flamethrower is a great piece if you want to put it on there, but if you want to have, if you're taking just core unit with no attachment for Empire, in my opinion, you should be running nothing but snow troopers. Oh yeah, if you're taking a naked core unit, yeah, I would take the snow troopers over a set of stormtroopers any day of the week. I would too. Double move, shoot, action economy to get those objectives because that's all. A naked unit's really out there to do anyway. So. Yep, hold objectives. Obviously, uh, hostage exchange would be a great one to have with the uh, snows in your list for your objective card. Because all you got, you, you just want to keep moving and shooting. Right. Pop out, make shoot. a pop shot, and get behind get something. Yep. Or yeah. just hold an objective. Like move, move, shoot to get to the objective, and somebody's like, and it's just a naked unit. I'll probably leave it alone. But you just got four free shots with a surge to hit on. And you've moved further than if you move one, two with a stormtrooper and right speed. The normal speed move and a shot is yeah. if you take two two speed one moves with snow troopers and shoot, you're farther ahead. Just so. a little bit, but that little bit, you you know how many times I've lost because I'm like one millimeter off the objective. Yeah, three times. <laughs> this guy would have made me at the objective. I love it. Uh, I, I don't think you're taking six storm snowtroopers. Oh no 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 no. But I think if Three. you're gonna take a naked naked unit, I I think you have to look at the snowtroopers as something that's competitive. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, I'm not gonna spend a whole ton of time on it because I would just take them naked. Yep. I mean, obviously they're I've played them with the flamethrower and they're good if you can deliver them and keep them safe, they're yeah. good. But uh, next up on my list is actually. Believe it or not, speeder bikes. I love the speeder bikes. I wish they had agile as a keyword. Nah. Nah. I, I wish they had coordinate. Oh, I, has, I wish they had coordinate and agile. Well, I don't know. Just coordinate would be good enough for me. However, uh, it's 
It's going to be a double rainbow, the two of them. They're speed three, surge on offense and defense, cover one. They're obviously speeders. I love building a list that has three of these in it, and it just causes all kinds of havoc on the field of battle. I I got beat by some speeder bikes. The guy literally drove them in circles for four turns. Drove them in circles, could not get a shot off them. Anytime I'd get within close to range three, move the speeder bikes back just a little bit further and drive them in a circle, and then last turn just came through. Because they're so, if you start taking them towards people, they're order intensive. You've got to get the orders on them. But they're right. so fast. They're going to be out of command range. Last two two turns, yeah. they can get to where you need it if you're playing bombing run or something else. They're, they're an excellent unit. I think they're underutilized. Part of the problem is Empire doesn't have that token. Token sharing? No. Or, uh, uh, the uh, coordinate. Coordinate. Coordinate word. Token, token control. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. So, but they're they're an excellent thing. If you play them really well, this guy was going, he's got a ticket to Worlds. He's he's an excellent player. He plays a lot of miniature games. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't take a couple speeder bike and Show people I mean, you could, put HQ, you could put HQ uplink on him. Could, but that's another ten points. So that's it's hard. I mean, that's thirty points for three units. Empire is pretty stingy on its points where it needs it to is. go right now, and it's almost as stingy as Republic, I think, if not more, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. You, you got really nothing to spare because you got to get every ounce that you you want. It's because it's so unbalanced right now. No, I just think. <laughs> I, think, I think Empire and Republic are in, like, same boat right now. Their core troopers are where their power is. Oh, yeah. And I'm all. So I'm telling you to build a list around Anakin. I really built a list of troopers that has Anakin support here. Right. Er, earlier in this podcast. Right. I think you're building a list of core troopers that has Bubba Fett and Boss supporting them, which they're animals. Literally. Literally. Well, one's a clone. One, one's an animal. One's a clone. Still an animal. Pretty much an animal. Pretty much. Yeah. Kind of. All right, the last one you wanted to talk about was Vader what? without the tank. It's because I play Jedis, whatever faction I'm playing. Yeah. I, if, if I roll down a list, there's probably going to be a Jedi in the list, right? Except for whatever reason, I've been running Cad Bane with the droids. Well, he's like... Sort of like a Jedi. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. But So why did you why'd you put Vader in here? I think he is powerful. You're not talking operative Vader. You're talking I'm leader. I'm talking e- either Vader. A lot of people don't run either one. They, they don't think he's competitive enough. Regular Vader, he's tough, much higher level to play with without that tank. Because you got to get him across the board. He's not going to get cover. He's easy to blow up. He still has eight health. You've got access to six amazing command cards. What you take with those command cards is pretty important. But how you're going to deliver them is how you build your list because you have to deliver Vader. Do you want to deliver him on turn one, two, or three? No. You want to, He's there for turns four, five, and six, period. He's there just kind of doing his own thing. You want to get him orders so he's the last person to move. He's got relentless. He's just He's good. But you have to have some kind of delivery system, and everybody's only thought is to deliver them is this combat assault tank. Mm, not a big fan of it. However, if you can get him there without that combat assault tank and get him some kind of cover with maybe a do-bag or maybe some other kind of support, maybe you got an ATRT in your or ATST in your list. Run him behind an ATST and let Vader get there. He will eventually get there. So that's half your list right there is ATSD Invader. Mm, uh, hundred points. Yeah, third. Close. A third. A little but over. But you're, gonna, you're running Empire and not taking some troopers? So what are you thinking? Stormtroopers with the T-21? Oh, God, that T-21, critical 2. I love that thing. It's pretty good. A lot of people still like that range 4 weapon. I just don't think... You got red defense dice... You can get range three, more dice. More dice is always better, especially when you're going up with... I mean, look at the list right now. You're going up against a lot of droids. 
the door opens with a lot of clones. You want criticals? Crit two makes it happen. So, yeah. So anyway, that's that's just Vader, and I think he's good with his command cards. I think he's competitive, but you got to learn how to drive him up there, and you've got to take some time. If you're playing on, however, I will put this caveat: he is not competitive. If your meta is to put down three barricades in an empty field that he has to run through, not competitive at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I don't think a lot of Legion boards were set up right for terrain. Yeah. I, I've i noticed that through our league, we've made sure and done our due diligence that there's line of sight blocking galore on the tabletop which is good because people need to understand how to utilize that and how to deal with it and how it affects the game environment, the objectives, and just overall play. So it's it's been very good to see that uh, during the league and people adjust to it. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, he can't be in the open. Obviously, he'll get shut off the table in turn one, which oh. I've seen happen before. Man, my, my worst thing is if somebody comes in and looks at a table that's set up and says, that's not legal terrain. Yeah, actually it is. It's not legal if you guys were going back and forth setting out one piece at a time, but it is legal if you set it up pre that way. I mean, look at some of these Invader League team tables. They're, they're set up the same way. Yeah, no, they're, it should be. And it's competitive. And the guys that are making these tables for Invader League, oh, my God, hands down. This is what I'm trying to copy. These are some of the most amazing tables I've seen. Some of these podcasts that talk about setting up a table, I don't have the attention span to listen to them, but I listen to them 20 minutes at a time, and they have such good information. It's almost overwhelming for me. It's kind of like reading a chess book. So much information, overwhelming. Then I watch Queen's Gambit, then I go play chess, and then I lose to a five-year-old. That's how it goes, man. It happens. Kids kick your butt all the time. I know. Any, any other units you want to talk about at all? I think we covered quite a bit. I think this is a pretty good episode, too. Yeah. Put it in the books, and we got to get some of our special guests on. Yeah, for our listeners, we did uh, we did upload to Podbeam, so we'll be adding this uh, podcast up shortly, within the next few days, probably, and then uh, we'll go from there. Our plan is to do it about every couple weeks and get something new out. We're going to have guests on. We're definitely going to be having some different topics, probably be talking about some of the new stuff that's coming out in the next podcast. But with that, I want to thank everybody for your time. This is Brent. This is Jason. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.